You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Meg and Beck. It's our mission to share how we pursue our passion for wellness while balancing our real-world corporate jobs. This is a place where green juice and wine are interchangeable and nothing is off-limits. Instead of finding yourself down an internet black hole, we'll be bringing the experts straight to you so that your burning questions can be answered. So sit back and relax on your office chair yoga mat and enjoy the episode. Megan, you know what I hate? <laughs> what do you hate? So. I have a long list. No, just kidding. I try to keep it positive. <laughs> so, okay. We both work in corporate jobs. We both work in big offices. And the worst thing. Sorry, dad. Actually, I talk to my dad about this all the time. <laughs> the worst thing that you have to go through at work, at least for me, is pooping in the office bathroom. Oh, my it God. It is such. <laughs> just. It is such a process, and there is an etiquette surrounding it, and some people don't understand that etiquette. I am so with you, and I'm dying right now because the etiquette, I don't get why the etiquette is not just universal. Right. Maybe there should be rules posted. I know. I think on like it should be a laminated sign okay. as you walk in. So for me, it's like, okay, if you walk in and somebody is in the big stall, in the <laughs> handicap stall, you go, okay, they need their time. <laughs> I'm going to walk away. I'm going to come back in two minutes, yeah. three minutes. Like, yeah. Give them their space. And I expect <laughs> the same respect myself. Oh, you know what the worst is, is at least in my work environment, I'll speak from my own experience. <laughs> If, you know, I think the coast is clear, mm-hmm. it's always that all of a sudden someone storms. Storms And in. it's never just like, you know, a normal person no. opening the door. They storm in yeah. and they go right next to me. Next? Why? I- <laughs> you see feet there. No, There's another option. Like, why do we need to be so right. close? You go every you know? other. <laughs> if you have an option, you go every other. And I understand oh. it's the same for men. At least that's what John tells me. <laughs> is that you don't go next to somebody. Yeah. You just give them some give Why them do some you need space. to be close? Oh. You don't. It's just such a struggle. So I could go on and on. I could too. So sometimes I'll just leave. So if right. I go in <laughs> just like, and I see you <laughs> <laughs> right back up. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, I'll just be like, I'm done. Yep. This it's isn't like, happening. That's it. Yeah. Or if I go in and I, like, have to go and I see someone, I'll just pretend to, you know, need to blow my nose or something. Freshen up. (laughs) Yeah. Adjusting my shirt. And then I immediately go to a different floor. Like, there have been days where I go in every time there's somebody in there and I'm like, all right, well, it's not going to happen for me today. I'll wait. (laughs) (laughs) The worst is, too, when, like, there's people who also I'm convinced camp out in the like what are you doing because sometimes you know i'll be like okay i'll give them a minute they'll be quick and they're in there forever it's almost like a standoff (laughs) (laughs) who is going to leave first you're so right but also there are people i think that go in there and use their phones it's like are we in high school like you can use your phone anywhere in your cube you can go i mean i work in a mall and you can leave you can walk around (laughs) You can go literally anywhere other than the bathroom. To be the bathroom. No, it really doesn't. Come on, people. Get it together. 
So we will post some bathroom office etiquette in the show notes <laughs> for all of you out there wondering what Key is information. appropriate. But actually, this gets me fired up more than yeah, this is, those things. This is a very heated topic for <laughs> Maybe me. Maybe it's just for us. Tell us if know. you agree. Is this TMI? Maybe. Maybe. But and if you disagree with us, let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear. I want to hear everybody's side of the story. Maybe... Maybe we're crazy. I don't know. I don't think we are, but no, <laughs> I'm <not>. open to <laughs> discussion. <laughs> 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 uh, well, today's episode, <laughs> we had on Olivia, and she was amazing. She's just like, I don't know. I, it's one of those moments where I just feel so lucky, mm-hmm. kind of to your point. Like We've talked about this before, but things have just, I feel like, happened in Mm -hmm. trying to start a podcast and I feel like with someone like Liv it just makes you take a step back and be like this is meant to be because she's so amazing Mm -hmm. and her episode was so informative um and for anyone listening so I met Liv again through a sweat fix event sweat fix shout out to Amanda because she just like brings the most interesting groups of people together um but Liv also has I'd say mostly a fashion blog, but she Mm -hmm. mixes in a lot of wellness Mm -hmm. as well, which I think is really cool. Um, But she also works in an eating disorder clinic. Mm -hmm. So we, in this conversation, really focused on her experience in counseling with people with eating disorders and kind of getting her, um, she's also a nurse, so she kind of has the clinical background and she just had so, so much knowledge. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I learned so much, and I think eating disorders are kind of a, I don't know, a faux pas topic. Touchy. Yeah, it's, touchy. Touchy. it's a touchy subject in our society, and I think it's really important for us to get that information out there and just start talking about it, because I know Megan and I both have been through certain things in our lives that may have been disordered eating, and you know, I think a lot of women and men have gone through that, mm-hmm. so... Just lifting that, I don't know, I don't even know what to say. No, I, it's just you like know? something, it's, people keep it so close to mm-hmm. them. And I can really empathize with that because my struggle was during college in particular. And it's, to be honest, just taken me till this point to kind of feel comfortable sharing my story. Um, and I think it's also important to note if eating disorders or talking about disordered eating triggers you in any way if Mm -hmm. you're at the point in your journey where it's not smart for you then maybe pass on this episode because we do kind of dive deep into all the intricacies of eating disorders um so i just wanted to throw that out there Mm -hmm. but yeah i think it's just important to just be able to let it out and there's Mm -hmm. no judgment it just kind of is what it is and it's part of your struggle and part of what shapes you Mm -hmm. so and we love every single one of you. You're all so beautiful. Um, and we're so grateful <clears throat> to have you listening. Um, and so we're really excited about this interview and for you to listen to this interview with Liv. Um, and we just want to thank Liv for coming on and, and walking us through things that we didn't know before. Um, and just getting to know her more and her story is really important. And sharing all of these stories from our guests um, is really inspiring for us. So hopefully it's inspiring for you too. So. Yeah. So let's get into it. 
Yay, <laughs> we're so us. glad you're here. So excited. Yay, me too. No, this is this is great. Yeah. And she looks adorable. She has on a um I don't know I don't know anything about fashion. I don't know why I'm trying to describe your outfit. I would say would you call that a cropped sweater? Yes. Yeah. I would. I'd say Cute. an oatmeal cropped sweater. Oatmeal cropped sweater. Some great pants too. Great Love pants. the pants. Like cotton. Thanks super cute yeah. chic pants that look very comfortable i was gonna say i went for like the grease vibe today my like stripe like strappy sandals and like yeah. linen pants that's what i was yeah. like kind of going for i love yeah. that and i yeah. actually really love spring because i feel like you can still wear a sweater and yes. sandals at the same time mm-hmm. yes yeah, it's, it's amazing it's prime time prime yes. time because like we talked about last night my feet do sweat so. <laughs> The top's cold. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) I'm the complete opposite. I feel like my core is like so sweaty, but like my feet and hands are always cold, especially in the office. My hands are sweating right now. So, (laughs) are you nervous, Becky? We're in the presence of a celebrity. (laughs) High pressure. High pressure. Such high pressure. Um, so Liv, so thanks so much for being here. We're so excited. Um, we first met, I think at a sweat fix event. Yeah, we did. Yeah. 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 So we were rowing together. I was like, who is this girl? She looks awesome. (laughs) Um, you convinced me to go to Orange Theory, which I do not regret. Awesome workout. Awesome workout. Um, but why don't you just start by telling our listeners about you? So kind of like start from the beginning. I'd love to hear where this all started. Cool. So... I was born in Richmond, um, but my dad's job relocated us, so I pretty much grew up here my whole life. So um, I went to college in Virginia because we had family friends in Virginia since we grew up in Richmond. So I really loved to visit and go on vacation. It was like a really cool spot, right? So I thought that college was going to be like so cool down Mm -hmm. there, like, you know, away from family, away from your mom and dad. Mm -hmm. So went to school, James Madison University, absolutely loved it graduated with nursing Mm -hmm. um and so I started my blog in college I was interviewed on like college fashionista like a few times um and I had a friend that (laughs) (laughs) I had a friend that um had a fashion blog and she was one of the writers for college fashionista um and so she was like you just have to start a fashion blog um I just wear like different clothes I don't know everyone and have like kind of a different ask like outlook and aspect on life um so she she convinced me to start a blog to kind of like share that with the world because mm-hmm. we would go to like fraternity parties and everyone would be in like crop tops and I'd like show up in like a jumpsuit because like that was what I liked and what made me happy so like um I started good thanks. for you yeah so I have always dressed for myself and not anyone else which is kind of cool yeah um so I started my blog and it was mainly like a fashion blog And then I would write about, like, what I was doing because, like, really at that point, like, my parents were reading it and, like, family members and (laughs) stuff, you know, like, friends from home. Right. Yeah. So I kind of started it that way. Um, I As I – when I became a nurse, I kind of, you know, got more into, like, health and wellness and, like, learning about, like, so many different things. So my blog, like, totally evolved and, like, changed as I did. So now it's mainly, like, fashion, beauty, and wellness is kind of, like, my three categories that I, like, post about. Um, so yeah, I've kind of just been loving that and, um, posting all about like non-toxic beauty products, like athleisure, mm-hmm. you know, going out clothes, what to wear to a wedding and kind of like ice rolling and all the health trends in between. So that's been yeah. really cool. Um, and it actually works really well that 
I'm like a nurse in eating disorders because we talk about body image and social media and like all of that stuff all the time. So like both worlds kind of mesh really well right now, which is awesome. That's so cool. So let's rewind a little bit. So when did you decide that you wanted to be a nurse? What gave you that drive? Because I, f- I could never be a nurse for one. All the credit like, in the entire literally world. So much credit because nurses are amazing. So <laughs> when when did you figure that out? Yeah, so I've always been, like, a people person. Like, I never really wanted to, like, sit at a desk and do something. I've always been, like, loved stories and interacting. And oddly enough, I'm a super introvert, but I really like talking to people, like, one-on-one and kind of, like, learning about them, whereas, like, in a big crowd, I'm not, like, as great, you know? Yeah. But I really do like kind of that personal interaction with other people. I've always been, like, super interested in, like, autobiographies or, like, you know, some type of like story and like why people do the way that they do. I love true crime. Fun fact. Oh, it's like same. same. We're <laughs> right <laughs> there with you. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, we could make a whole podcast yeah. just about true crime. So good. Because it's so good. <laughs> but like I love learning about like why people do the things that they do. Like why do people commit murder? That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like just all those kinds of things. So I really psychology got me interested into nursing because it's kind of a good mix where like I'm not a psychiatrist prescribing medications, but like I'm interested in meds, but I'm also not like a therapist just sitting there one on one talking about like the grief process and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But I kind of get a little bit of both of that as the nurse. Um, I went to nursing school because of that. Hated every day of it because I didn't like (laughs) the hospital feel. Mm -hmm. So I did like. I only really liked psych and, like, maternity Yeah, were, like, mm-hmm. the two areas. But I didn't necessarily really like, you know, being, like, on a skilled nursing floor. Yeah. Like, med surge just isn't for me. I'm more of a psych nurse just because mm-hmm. I have such that, like, mind-body connection. Yeah. So what made you push through? Because I don't know for me. So I majored in accounting, which, mm. you know, also it wasn't my favorite thing in the entire world to, <laughs> yeah. to put it lightly but like what made you push through when you say you didn't like one day of it like it's so hard I'd imagine to wake up every single day well I I knew that I would have a lot of flexibility with nursing and I really like that so you know I like the fact that tomorrow I can apply and work like as a school nurse and then if I decide I don't like that I can change and become a nursery nurse and then the next day I'm working in like a nursing home and the next day I'm in a prison like really there's so many (laughs) ways that you can go yeah that that was really appealing to be like well I'll find something that I like like I knew that I would find some area and I did like the psych classes just like once we started talking about like heart rhythms and strokes and like that was all just like not my forte wasn't Mm -hmm. your thing yeah that's a, that's such a good outlook to have, though, just like remembering that there it's a long game, not a short game. And this mm-hmm. is going to be your foundation. And even though you're not loving the hospital vibe, there are other options out there. And obviously you found that. Yeah. So how did you find the job that you're currently in working with people with eating disorders? So super weird. But actually um, in school, we had to do a project and we had to pick a um place that helps adolescents um, and that we don't know anything about and research it and then bring it to the class. So I googled like adolescent psychiatric treatment because that's what I was interested in. And then I was like Boston Mass. And this was like what came up in the search result that wasn't a hospital. So I did a whole project on it. And um, then I graduated and was like, oh, I remember that like one random place I like wrote a 
project on that was really cool. So I emailed them and like got an interview. That's so cool. Did you yeah. take your project to the interview? You're like, it's, yeah. I know all about you. I didn't, but I you did. Should have. I did tell her after I was hired that yeah. that's how yeah. I like heard about the yeah. job. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. I feel like everything kind of. It's always like those random things, right? It's mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's either you know someone through like I don't know like a third cousin or you Google something and it mm-hmm. pops up and like that's how you find it. And I always like I learn about something and then like I see it everywhere. Like I don't know if you guys yes. like you didn't know about it before and yes. then now it's like everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So that's also kind of just like in life so many things like that happen where like yeah. you learn about some type of water bottle or some type of like fitness trend and then it's everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and maybe for our listeners because I don't know. I think there's a lot of discussion about eating disorders. I mm-hmm. think people find it really fascinating, mm-hmm. to be honest, for some reason. Yeah. Um, and to your point, I think especially with social media nowadays, it's mm-hmm. so easy to just have access to so much on social media that can kind of, I think, be negative to people's body images. Mm-hmm. But to maybe just kind of lay the groundwork, what is the definition of an eating disorder? Yeah. So... There's disordered eating and then there's an eating disorder, right? So disordered eating doesn't necessarily mean that you have the diagnosis of an eating disorder. And disordered eating can be anything that isn't quote unquote normative, whatever normative is, right? So there's not really a definition for disordered eating, but there's a few main eating disorder diagnoses. So anorexia, which I think we're all like most familiar with, you know, restricting calories, you know, counting calories, restricting food groups, etc. Then there's bulimia, which is binging, so eating an excessive amount of food, and then purging, um, which is actually like a just any type of compensatory behavior. So self-induced vomiting or actually laxative use mm-hmm. can be mm-hmm. in that as well. Mm-hmm. What I learned when I started the job that I didn't know was it's not as like clear cut as that. Like you can have both. So, like, mm, you could have anorexia purge type. So you could be anorexic, count calories, restrict your food intake, but then also purge. Wow. But you still have the anorexia diagnosis. You just have purge type. Yeah. So that's yeah. also interesting, which I didn't know. Yeah. That is very interesting. Um, there's binge eating disorder, which, you know, eating excessively. Um, and that's the most common eating disorder in the U.S. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there's orthorexia, which is an eating disorder that's newer, but very interesting. So it's just like the obsession of healthy food and not eating anything that's not healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I always scroll through Instagram and like you just see all the fitness models like their scream, their feed just screams orthorexia, just Mm -hmm. the only eating this, not eating this, you know, just like that obsession with the food. It doesn't necessarily mean you're counting calories. It doesn't necessarily mean you're purging or binging, but just like that obsession around food and like only eating what you deem is healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so those are really like the main eating disorders. There are obviously, you know, variations upon each one and mm-hmm. yeah, additional like non, not otherwise specified. So, you know, if you don't fit any category, but you have like severe disordered eating, you'd fit under yeah. there. So. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So with that, I'm sure you see as well a lot of body dysmorphia and, you know, mm-hmm. body image, things like that. How do you think social media has impacted that? And do you feel like there's anything out there that, you know, people can find that actually helps with that or gets, mm-hmm. people, you know, I feel like there's a trend going towards, you know, 
I hate to say like plus size models, but you know, not the normal like tiny, tiny, like 0% body fat models. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that's helping? So before I answer that question, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Okay. Um, so yeah, yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, so at the place that I work, we talk a lot about, um, like we do, you know, there's like nutritionists, there's therapists, there's nurses, doctors, psychiatrists, like all that kind of stuff. So you do like individual therapy, but then you do, we do group therapy. And one of the things we do in group therapy is like, you know, whether it's discussion based or like some way to like promote like camaraderie but also like learn about new skills and like talk about it all yeah so there's this discussion question that I'm obsessed with because I think it's so interesting so if the entire world was blind would eating disorder still exist what do you think wow I have to say no for me I think it's just all the the fact that you just have it at your fingertips to see all of these like quote-unquote perfect people um I don't think so. Yeah, I would have to agree because I feel like, I mean, I saw, I don't know if it was like a BuzzFeed article, but it was like the measurements of Marilyn Monroe and she was like mm-hmm. a size 14. I read that article too, and like, yeah. They didn't have social media. They had newspapers and people thought she was beautiful and accepted women of all sizes and there wasn't that body shaming, I don't think. Maybe, maybe still on the like the model world and like that kind mm-hmm. of space, but you know, there was more acceptance and now I'm scrolling through Instagram. I actually had to go through and kind of unfollow people because it was really, really like getting to me. I was like, I need to look like this. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and people's body types are all different. So yeah, to answer your question, I don't think it, yeah, I don't think they would exist. I've totally done the unfollow thing. I Mm -hmm. feel like, especially when I was in more of an unhealthy place, Instagram wasn't that big, but blogs were. Mm -hmm. And some of the blogs I was reading I felt like oh she looks x way she's posting every single thing she's eating I should Mm -hmm. therefore eat that too right and that's just I don't know that's you can just go down such a rabbit hole Mm -hmm. I think it's so dangerous once you start playing the comparison game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so interestingly enough every single patient says yes eating disorders would still exist really which is so fascinating to me that's why I think this question is so interesting because what they say is there would be a new, I like there would be a new way to define beauty. So whether it's like, if you're blind, would it be people's voices are more beautiful? And so would you alter your voice? Would wow. it be something like that? Or would it be like feel? Yeah, you I touch even, people, they're chunkier. You make a new ideal of beauty. Wow. So it's so interesting because I instinctively would say no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they'd exist, but they wouldn't be as prevalent as they are now. But yeah. it, it's so interesting. That's Patients so say interesting. they all say yeah. It would still exist. Wow. Is that kind of like how, is that like one of your starting questions in group therapy? It's just like one of the groups that they lead. Um, There's like countless discussion questions, but to me, that one's just so interesting because I mean, everyone I've talked to says no. Mm -hmm. And so, but I do think social media has really just changed. I mean, all of my patients talk about it and they come in and, you know, many of their stories start like, you know, I saw x y and z fitness model online mm-hmm. and i yeah. started following her i saw her meal plan i started eating her meal like it, yeah. it really is like very similar starts and yeah. you know then i you know restricted to this and the way we try and phrase it is like one unfollow her <coughs> two you know did she really post everything that she ate that day or mm-hmm. did she like eat ice cream and not post it like right. did she eat you know 
in a second lunch and not post that like that yeah. could be normative too you never really know yeah right um and so I think it definitely the comparison game so hard and I think it does you know worsen like makes the prevalence of eating disorders a lot more but I do think you know it's hard to pinpoint what, what it, it is. is. I totally agree. Because when you mm-hmm. ask that question and I'm like, yeah, there's certain accounts, but it's like, what is it? Like you can just so easily mm-hmm. unfollow, but sometimes mm-hmm. you're just sucked in. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And a lot of times too, social media plays a part in the eating disorder, but it's not like why their eating disorder started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like really when it comes to treatment of eating disorders, you have to figure out like, what's the why? What's the purpose? What does your eating disorder serve for you? Is it control? what is control? Why, what in your life do you feel like is out of control? How can you regain control without restricting your calories or whatever it is? And, you know, is it that a trauma happened to you? Have you processed that trauma? Mm -hmm. Have you worked through that? Do you have a therapist? Is it, you know, emotional eating? Like what emotions are you feeling? Have you worked through those? So like, it also is like, there's a root cause and then you're more susceptible because of that root cause to all the the media that you're intaking around you. Mm-hmm. I think a question I have for you, so I've struggled with disordered eating in the past. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've noticed is just like the clarity now that I live what I would call what is normal, right? But a somewhat <laughs> normal life. So is part of that just regaining the weight and brain is does it have anything to do with your brain function at that point I've heard that I just never knew if that was true or not yeah um because I feel it (laughs) yeah a lot of patients that come in underweight or you know after starving their body for so long or whatever it is that their behaviors are they're confused and a little bit slower and don't necessarily have to repeat things or they talk a little bit slower and then as treatment progresses like cognitively they they improve so much because you know nutrients goes to like your vital organs and like your brain's not as like it's a vital organ but like your heart takes precedence so it's gonna send the food and the nutrients to your heart and like try and pump that area and not necessarily like bring all the blood to your brain and so doesn't get as much like care as it normally would yeah Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah, that is so interesting. So, I I mean, I feel like I'm still, like, I've gotten through the harder parts of disordered eating, but I'm still, you know, working my way out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, For people listening who feel like they might be in that cycle of disordered eating or even having an eating disorder, what steps can they take to either, you know, try and get out of the disordered eating or seek treatment if they do need that extreme of... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for anyone that's listening and struggling with disordered eating or, you know, if you know a family member that does like the National Eating Disorder Association, like their website, they have like toolkits and like find a doctor and like all that kind of stuff. I mean, your PCP is your best resource to get referrals out, whether whoever it is that you need. I also think you have to look at like the why. What's it causing? Is it physical discomfort that then is causing this disordered eating because you don't know how to heal your body, right? Or is mm-hmm. it, you know, things you're seeing on social media and how can you kind of filter all of that? Filter it mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really in therapy sessions, we're like, okay, follow all the, like unfollow everyone, like yeah. unfollow the people that like don't bring you joy that, yeah. you know, don't 
that you feel like you compare yourself to. And I went to the Well Summit and we talked about that too. Yeah. Like if you're comparing yourself to this model and the comparison game is so weird because you look at her and you're like, okay, she eats this and she has this. So if I eat this, I'm going to look like her and have that. Like yeah. I'm going to have that right. success and that yeah. money and that house and, you know, have her body if I just eat. avocado toast every day because that's what she does you know (laughs) no totally and I feel like I I like need to go home tonight and do another purge and get rid of the things that don't bring me joy but you know um I think I mean I am guilty of this of going and like seeking out people that I feel like are my body type and I'm Mm -hmm. like okay she did this she's been through this as well yeah so if I you know go through those same steps like you said then I'll get this this and this and I'll like look great and be happy yeah so it's just like such a crazy way of thinking and I think 20 years ago or even 10 years ago before social media like I really think Instagram though in particular maybe it's just because I'm on it all the time I feel Mm -hmm. like it's my social media it's of the choice image worthy but right. it's all Platform. pictures and I, I feel like there's such a change that I'm seeing even from like Facebook to now Instagram where it's like no matter who you are you can have this platform mm-hmm. to post everything that you're eating doing exercising and people all comment on it yeah. and like it and, and engage. these people aren't doctors they're not yeah. health professionals so it's yeah. like and I just think about, too, like, growing up as a kid, I would, like, play outside <laughs> and, like, I don't know, play, like, capture the flag. Right. And, like, do kids have access to that now? You know what I right, mean? Right. Like, Do they go outside anymore? Yeah. And it's just, like, that's starting, I feel, at such a younger age. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And that's when I think about, could you imagine in middle school, like, Instagram being as no. big as it is now? <laughs> Like the most awkward really years just, of uh, all time. Yeah, and it's so hard and like peer support is all you want and like that's all you get is that validation of like, oh my God, 200 people like my Instagram exactly. photo. I feel so good right now. Like exactly. that's, it, it's that validation that, you know, anyone wants, but in middle school you crave it. And so mm-hmm. it's so hard to like to be that young developmentally and not to be at such a mature age and to have that influence. Mm-hmm. Totally. Just all access. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. Um, so I feel like in what you do, it must be so emotional throughout the course of the day. So I think my question is first, are you kind of able to separate that? And then secondly, what self-care do you do outside of work? Because I just imagine, at least for me, and I've obviously never been in your shoes, but I can just imagine coming home and being so emotionally, physically exhausted mm-hmm. from the day. Yeah, it's it's definitely something you have to, like, figure out. And I, you know, I don't think I can ever emotionally detach myself because then I don't think I'm a good nurse. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. how can you really care for someone if you don't actually, like, empathize or really, like, f- you got to, like, feel in their shoes. Like, what mm-hmm. is this like, you know? Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, eating disorders have, you know, whether it's, you know, they have a lot of guilt and shame with them, but then also a lot of like desperation, like the eating disorder voice is so strong. And so they're doing things that they would never normally do, or they're lying about things. And it's just like, it gets very hard and messy and sad. Right. And our patients are also dealing with like depression, anxiety, OCD, PTSD, you know, trauma, social, like substance abuse, like anything like that. So there's also like a lot of other like comorbid things going on. Yeah. So I do think, I can't really emotionally detach at work. Yeah. So that 
my time outside is really when like I have to just like decompress mm-hmm. um as for self-care like I really am the most self-care person ever I'm like does this <laughs> bring me joy no. okay bye <laughs> like I just I don't know why I've, I just I think maybe I've become that way because of the job that I have yeah. or because of like my career and mm-hmm. just also my interest in it but yeah I like meditation I love that I think it's super helpful um just to like get out of like my thoughts and just like to like relax for a little bit and like also we teach our patients this all the time because like as soon as you deep breathe like it actually has like medical value I like know, i'm like should we all take a deep yeah. breath right now? <laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah. yeah feeling better feel better <laughs> and so like as soon as you do that like your parasympathetic nervous system like your rest and digest like comes in full force rather than like your fight or flight response so like you're not your de-stress mode comes on and like shuts off your stress mode so like mm-hmm. meditation super helpful I love face masks and skincare. Oh, the um, best. Mm-hmm. Exercising is super helpful. I mean, just like get your body moving and just kind of like also not having to worry about anything. Um, I'm a huge reader. I love books. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have days where you just need to like sit on the couch and just like watch TV? Of course. Okay. <laughs> of course. Just check in. I feel just like our need. listeners need to know that. <laughs> just need to. Um, and really quick, so I've tried so many times to get into meditation, yes, but it just same. doesn't stick. Mm. So do you have any apps or – because, like, at the end of the day, I know it's ridiculous that I can't set aside 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's my question for you. What about meditation is difficult? I really think – It's the fact that I know I'm going to be sitting just with myself Mm -hmm. and I have all these thoughts Mm -hmm. and I, every time I, so I started to use Headspace for a little bit. Every time I was done, I felt great, but it's just all those thoughts that won't stop. Mm -hmm. So then what you need to do is a more, like a different type of meditation. Like there's a bunch of different types. So I'm the same way. I have ADHD. I've had that my whole life. I have a million thoughts at all times. Yeah. Um, so the meditation I really like, it's called the six phase meditation. And I literally just get it on YouTube. Oh. And so like the first phase is like, okay, count everything that you're grateful for. Right. And so then you like go through and you count all of this. And then like the second I've phase is like, imagine your perfect day. And so then like you're, you're visioning out your perfect day. And then the next one would be like, focus on your breath. And then, um, another one could be, what's the other one? Well, I literally did this last night and now I can't think of it because I'm nervous. <laughs> <That's okay>. like, <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> so I would just say that, you know, you have to find what it is for you. So if like, what's hard for you is the thoughts, like mm-hmm. make your thoughts the meditation. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. And I've never heard that. Yeah. So thank either. you. Yeah. Feel, yeah. Like I've done headspace before and it's like, okay, it's so still right like oh my god I I have things going on in my head yeah it's so unrealistic and so like sit down and like I mean my favorite it's like a gratitude meditation I do that like every night I close my eyes and even for like one minute I count everything that I'm grateful for during that day during that week during that life like whatever it is yes um or like breathe you know like think about it breathe like in relaxation and out stress and just like do that mantra or say a mantra or whatever it is that you need to like meditate on Um, not necessarily like with nothing yes so So I think interesting I mean I so 
shout out to my health coach jess Um, (laughs) we love you jess (laughs) so much um so she has gotten me into um a gratitude journal every night i love that yeah I have loved that so much. Do you notice a huge difference? I like and such a difference and it was so easy. So first I tried it in the morning and I just like cannot cannot do it in the morning. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. not awake. Um and so I started doing it at night and it's just it didn't even you know how they say like 21 days is a habit or 13 yeah. I don't even know the number. But mm-hmm. um but it took me like 2 days and I was just grabbing for my journal every night in bed like writing what I was grateful for down. Yeah. Or and then it would go into like this is what I did today. Yeah. And, you know, this was awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this tomorrow. And so that's been so helpful. And I think that's almost a way of meditation. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm a very visual it's like journaling person. Almost. Yeah. I'm yeah. a very visual person. So, like, seeing that and writing it down. And personally, I love my handwriting. It's very narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, like, I can't with you. <laughs> I love how beautiful my handwriting looks. <laughs> I've always been this way. I love writing things down. <laughs> Sorry, enough about me. Um. No, I think because that's one thing that like I've tried to start so many times. And I think at the start maybe for me is the point where it's like hard. Whereas like once mm-hmm. you get in the habit, it's so easy to be like, oh, this little thing that happened then. And I think it's also really easy to get stuck in the cycle of like, I don't like my job. Like, why am I getting up and mm-hmm. going here? And you know what I mean? And yeah. it's really important to break that. So, and it's so interesting that you that. say it's really hard in the beginning because it always is. Yeah. And like, my boyfriend's great and puts up with me, like, in all my crazy wellness antics, right? <laughs> um, and like, all the photo shoots. And so, every night, like, before bed, I'm like, what are you grateful for today? I started this, like, I don't know, like maybe three weeks ago or something. Yeah. And at first he's like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like nothing. I don't know you. And like, right. And so then the other night I asked him and he, he rattled off like four or five things. I was like, look Amazing. at that progress. Like oh, literally wow. just like it That's happens. So it gets a lot easier that That's you really so, like think about yeah. it. Yeah. That's I think awesome. I need to get a journal because yeah. I'm also visual. Yeah. So. Try the journal. And I also love my handwriting. Yeah. So. I mean, my handwriting <laughs> too. Um, in my <laughs> highlight section on my Instagram, yeah, there's under the books, uh, there's like an actual like gratitude journal. It's like a prompt that I have that I oh, posted. So perfect. that's cool too. Awesome. Amazing. Amazing. Um, okay. So moving back, kind of back into disordered eating and eating disorders because yeah. I think it's so interesting. And I think a lot of people have had questions. I like reached out to my girlfriends today. I was like, what questions do you have? Yeah. And, you know, like that's awesome. what, what's on your mind? So, um. A big thing was what is like a common misconception about eating disorders mm. and disordering, disordered eating? So I would say one of the biggest misconceptions is that like normal weighted people don't have eating disorders mm-hmm. because, you know, you think about eating disorders automatically. I don't know why the media just loves anorexia and that's just like the one you see like all the time Mm -hmm. um but you don't necessarily see any of the other eating disorders and so i mean anorexia obviously is very dangerous putting your body through starvation mode but bulimia and using laxatives and um you know self-induced vomiting those are so dangerous for your Mm -hmm. electrolytes Mm -hmm. like you can cause seizures like Mm -hmm. it's just like it's really scary yeah um but so that's like a really common misconception that you know if you're normal weighted you don't necessarily have disordered eating Mm -hmm. and yeah and what do you think? So like, I don't know, in some of these instances, I feel like if you're close friends with someone and you mm-hmm. realize that there's maybe some behavior that 
<clears throat> could be kind of going down one of these paths. Do you have any advice on how to talk to your friend? Mm-hmm. Because I think that, so I've never actually been on the other side, but I yeah. can only imagine how uncomfortable someone might mm-hmm. feel doing that. Yeah. So two things. So one thing that I've learned through this job or was taught is that there are two two types of people, kind of, right? So a person that needs support and validation, and mm-hmm. if they get agitated by that, they need advice or support. I mean, they need advice or um, like coping skills, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. And if they get agitated by that, they need validation. So if yeah. you notice that your friend is struggling, like, hey, I noticed that, you know, you're really struggling through this meal. Is there something that like I can do to help? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they get really agitated, then maybe you need to like give them advice, mm-hmm. right? Or right. maybe it's the other way around, but also your friend might not be ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She might not be ready to give up her eating disorder or he might not be ready. Um, And also they might not even know what's going on. Like mm-hmm. why, why can you eat that salad and I can't, you right. know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of behaviors are hard like restaurants are really hard like Mm -hmm. they have to look at the menu like six times before they go there they have to make sure that it's okay and like this needs to be on the side and not on it and I can only eat this from this place and this from this place and I'm gonna go to the bathroom for 10 minutes after we eat like it's Mm -hmm. it's hard Mm -hmm. and so I think you can notice that something's up and you know I think the first thing is just like hey I noticed this and I want to put that out there Mm-hmm. Like, do you need help? Yeah. Like, is yeah. there anything that I can do? And if they say no, then like they're not ready for mm-hmm. it. And if they say, yeah, but I don't know, maybe it's like, maybe you should go to your PCP and just mm-hmm. and let them know what's right. going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's that thing of, you know, people are going through like so many weight loss journeys right now and health mm-hmm. journeys where it's like they're they're losing weight. But it's like, OK, I'm really happy for you. And like you're meeting your goals. But maybe this is too fast or maybe this is not mm-hmm. the right way to go about it and it's so hard to kind of find that mm-hmm. middle yeah. ground or find that way to talk to someone about it yeah such a good point because I feel like with well like the focus on wellness it's like sometimes hard I think to differentiate someone because I think we've put wellness on this pedestal right where it's yeah. like you know if you eat perfectly Again, you're going to get all these Instagram likes and, mm-hmm. you know, be yep. famous. And so. successful, whatever that means. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, like, how do you differentiate that? Mm-hmm. So, I would say when it comes to dieting, right, I think it just straight up doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So, if you're going to diet or change, if you're going to diet, don't do it. If you're looking for answers or something's not right in your life and you feel like you need to change your your food habit, right? If you're going to do it for 60 or 90 <coughs> days, don't do it. If you're going to do this for the rest of your life, do it. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to, you know, if meat just doesn't feel right with you and you're going to become vegetarian, yeah, awesome. If you're going to become vegetarian for 60 days, why would you do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're going to test it out try it because you really think that you know this might be your forever like we're talking about lifestyle changes and not necessarily diets like that's what we need to change totally and so I think it's also if you notice that your friends are dieting or you know maybe taking it a step too far I think it's important to just say like how is it going for you and And how is this going like just a question 
is this a long-term solution for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that question is enough to make them question it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just asking them, you know, is this really a long-term solution? Yeah. And if they That's say no, question. then it might it might not be the thing that you should yeah. be doing. Yeah. And yeah. I also think if you notice your friend is having disordered eating or you know someone that is, whether you're like a mom and your child's going through this or friends or whatever it is, if you have your own dieting things, maybe don't say that around them. Exactly. So yeah, right. if you have someone that's going through disordered eating, don't talk about your weight loss journey or that you just signed up at this new gym and you're so excited because they have a fitness challenge mm-hmm. and whoever loses the most mm-hmm. weight gets money. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe don't say yeah. that. Yeah. 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 That's really smart. And I going back to that question of is this a long term? Is, is this something you can see long term? It's very like non-aggressive. It's like, you're actually interested in what it's not judgmental doing. either yeah, not, it's yeah. like not is this a long-term thing for you right. like that's exciting if right. it is exactly. and i'm so happy for you yeah. but if it's not like ooh, like let's how think can about I help this you. yeah right. yeah i love that so, so good. good so good um okay so what in your life mm-hmm. um what would you describe in one word how would you describe your life and your beliefs Oh, that's a tough one. It's a very tough one. <laughs> I would say to describe my life would be passion. Passion. I um, that's amazing. I feel I like know. chills. I know. Over here. I'm like, can I have some? <laughs> my like everyone in my family like always makes fun of me because like I'm obsessed with something new like every week or like just like I can be obsessed with like six different things at the same time. So like when I see my Instagram feed and I really like, I'm like, oh my God, guys, I'm obsessed with this new thing. It's really because like I haven't taken that item of clothing off in like five days (laughs) (laughs) or because like I haven't stopped eating this thing in like a week because I just love it. So really like everything that I bring into my life is things that like bring me joy. And if it doesn't bring me joy, then like I just don't bring it into my Mm -hmm. life. So like if I get super excited about a show, it's like because it's my new favorite thing and I love it. And like I always ask my boyfriend like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite whatever? And he's like, I don't have favorites. I never have. I never will. And I'm like, I don't get that. Like, why don't you have a favorite pair of pants? That's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's just like always how I've been. Like, I get super excited about things. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's amazing. And you can definitely tell. I mean, I've only, we met on Saturday and like we're together tonight. But you can totally tell that that is the word that you exude i mean <laughs> even your lipstick and your nail color like it's hot pink and yeah it's amazing <laughs> so cool <laughs> so i have a kind of unique question different on what we've been talking about but okay so as a, i would call myself an extroverted introvert so like okay. i need my time alone to recharge mm-hmm. but i do like being around other people obviously okay. mm-hmm. and talking and you know interacting so How do you, because you're around so many people all day, how do you kind of protect your energy so that... I love this. (laughs) Tell me. Tell me your secrets. (laughs) Because because I've... There is someone in my life that I can't get out of my life because of circumstances, right? Mm -hmm. And that's really difficult, like, when you work with someone or when you, like... And you you have to be around them, right? Mm -hmm. And But they just... They're one of those people that just, like, they aren't a girl boss, they aren't supportive, and they Mm -hmm. aren't, like building other people up and Mm -hmm. that just drives me crazy I don't like mean girls yeah Mm -hmm. so I've really had to like check my energy and like how do I protect that right and so I 
sat down and wrote an energy protection plan. Like, how crazy. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's love it. Amazing. And can I also get a copy? <laughs> That's amazing. So wow. I sat down and I, like, was, like, how can I, like, not be affected by this? Because I am, like, such an emotional person. And, yeah. like, I do get so affected. Like, someone's energy, like, really rubs off on me. So, like, I have to, like, really make sure I'm, like, around the right people. And, like, that matters so much. And so yeah. I sat down and I wrote, like, what would help me protect my energy and like part of that self-care so like I need to go home and like know what works for me right like so mm-hmm. I need to you know read my book more and I need to like you know paint my nails and put on a fa- face mask because like those things make me happy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the other part is like space from that person or from that situation or you know as best you can so right. like if being an extroverted introvert do you put your headphones in at work when other people around you so that like you're really in your own zone yeah and like you're not worrying about other anyone else do you you know bring plants in so you're seeing living things like yeah. in your workspace like all around you is it you know you're gonna go on three walks during work whether they're just five minutes and that's gonna make up your like 30 minute break or mm-hmm. whatever it is however it is that you can like create like actionable steps to like know what works best for you yeah and I think boundaries right Mm -hmm. especially if you're in that circumstance where it is that you work with someone I think that must it's just like the most challenging thing in the entire world because Mm. you're forced into it you know Mm -hmm. at the end Mm -hmm. of the day yeah so you have to learn to say no on things that you can say no to if it's something that it's your choice it's not you know a work obligation it's like actually like yeah I'm not gonna go to this happy hour I'm gonna go home because I need yeah. to recharge. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it's great to go to the happy yes. hour and hang out with your coworkers and yes. you know mm-hmm. have that bonding, but other times it's just It took me so go. long to accept the fact mm-hmm. cuz like I wanted to be this girl who would like love to go to every single happy hour and like mm-hmm. love to chat with every single person, but mm-hmm. I'm just not at my mm-hmm. core and I feel like Yeah. part of like getting into my later 20s, <laughs> which is scary. <laughs> but it's just accepting the fact that that's who I am and like Mm -hmm. if I need to go home and just lay on the couch and watch Netflix it's okay you know like no judgment yeah so one of the things we also like we do like a lot of like CBT and DBT I don't know if you guys know that what that is but it's like a therapeutic tool so like one's cognitive behavioral therapy one's dialectical Mm -hmm. behavioral therapy and so like there's all these different like tools on like reframing your thoughts so like if it's a negative thought like immediately reframe it to a positive thought or Mm -hmm. if it's you know motion regulation and whatever but one of the things that always stuck with me was like emotions are necessary for many different reasons so like emotions aren't bad and like teaching like our patients that like emotions communicate so like you cry and your boyfriend knows that you're upset you know, like, mm-hmm. that's you communicating without having to speak, right? Mm-hmm. You, like, are laughing and you're happy and you're, like, exuding that, like, energetic emotion. That's also, like, showing everyone around you, like, that's communicating that. And mm-hmm. it's also, like, validating. So, like, you cry because something happens. Like, that's validating that, like, you really did love that person or, yeah. like, that you really missed that person mm-hmm. or that you, you know, are really excited about this. Like, that this is going to be really good. And so, like it's validating and it's communicative and it like really just like emotions all have feelings so like there's no good or bad one so like if you're getting emotional or like the reason whatever it is that you feel like you need to make this energy protection plan like really sit down and be like it's not that you're in a bad part of your life but what is 
what are your feelings and emotions communicating to you right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it that you're unhappy? Is it that you feel unsafe? Is it that, you know, there's toxic energy around you? Like, what is it that you need to fix? Like, yeah. use your emotions to kind of help you communicate and, like, nail down what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. And I also think for me, like, I'm so quick when I have these emotions come up to, like, immediately look at my phone to, like, tune it out almost. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, to be honest, why meditation is hard for me because you're forced to sit with those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I just need to maybe put the phone away sometimes mm-hmm. and just, like, recognize right what they're trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or I even, mean, like, journal it out. Right. Like, mm-hmm. if you love your handwriting. I love it. <laughs> like, literally, that's the best compliment I can ever receive. If someone tells me that they like my handwriting, I'm like, I love you so much. <laughs> Friends you. for life. <laughs> I, ever since I was little, I always just loved to write things out. I would go through tons of notebooks. My mom was buying yeah. me notebooks all the time. And this was from the time I could even, like, spell. I would just mm. write and write and write. It's so, amazing. Have you ever done, like, calligraphy? I haven't. And I've always wanted to. I feel like it could be to. a thing. I yeah. really want to go to a calligraphy class so bad. Yeah. My sister-in-law is amazing. She, like, did calligraphy on all of her wedding invites and they were the most amazing wedding invites well there's like it's called like sip and sculpt i think or sip and script oh makes more sense than sculpt we should do that and it's like not like like so you go and like they teach you like there's like outlines and you learn like calligraphy and then like you drink wine like it sounds so good sign me up Yeah, we should look up, are you coming to Boston? Come on, let's have some events. Yes. Sip and script sponsor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so Liv, we need to know. This is our burning question. Oh my gosh, I'm nervous. I don't even know what this is going to (laughs) be. This is Megan's favorite question, so maybe I should let her ask it. But she doesn't even know what it is. I don't even know what it is. I'm looking at you with the most blank stare of all time. She's like, okay, let's go. Um, Okay. What is your morning routine? Oh. Yes. (laughs) So I was literally reading. Like, I saw that this was one of the questions that you sent. And I was like, I wish I had, like, a cool morning routine. Because I was literally (laughs) reading. morning routine is a cool morning routine. I was reading Olivia Culpo's morning routine today. And I was like, gosh, she's amazing. (laughs) Because she's just so cool. Okay, so morning routine. I'm, like, not really a morning person. I, like, like all my sleep, so I wake up, like, last second I can. Mm -hmm. Um, So I pick, like, out my outfit the night before every night so that I wake up and it's there and that's what I wear. That's why you're so put together. Yeah, that's (laughs) That's what I'm missing. I do not do that. (laughs) Yeah. I have, um, like, a clothing rack like you buy at the store, right? Like, that you, I mean, Mm. that you would Mm -hmm. go to, like, a clothing Uh boutique at, right? right? And I put that in my room and that's, like my week i love that so i do oh. that on sunday i like i feel like a light bulb just went off it's like, this could save incre- me so much it's incredible time. it literally i don't open my closet at all like i have yeah. seven outfits picked yeah right and then like seven work outfits and then like i pick and choose which one i want mm-hmm. it's incredible mm, that's so smart yeah because mm-hmm. i'm like pulling it out day of and i'm like how like is this too wrinkly i know, yeah. I right? know. <laughs> and then like when i don't do that i'm like I put on, like, six outfits, and I had this top and that top, and, like, what do I want to wear? And, like, totally. if it's just there, it's there. Yeah. So smart. Wow. So I wake up at 730, mm-hmm. um, and I I do I use a tongue scraper every morning. I've heard about this. I have, Do too. you love it? I, I do. Yeah. So okay. I got really into this thing called Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. A-Y-R-U-V-E-D-A. Mm-hmm. Obsessed. And... 
because I'm obsessed with everything. But really, it's really <laughs> great. But passionate. Yeah, passionate. So it's like Indian medicine almost. And like it's been around for years. And like coconut oil is like because of that. And, um, you know, like ice rollers and all of that. Like everything yeah. comes from here. And so I have had some GI stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so this has been super helpful to yeah. like, you know, just whatever they recommend for like your body type right because there say, isn't do you one... know your dosha isn't that what it is yeah your dosha so <laughs> i so cool i'm a vata in my body and i'm a pitta in my mind pitta is fire right pitta is fire That's and water vata. oh so you're like opposites yeah wow. isn't that weird that is weird because like my gi stuff is all like airy right so vata is like air and space so like constipation yeah. that sort of stuff mm-hmm, right yeah. and so there's air in my digestive system so you want like warm foods to like like to fill that space and so like warm broths and like I love dried fruit and like it's just not the right thing for my Mm -hmm. body because like I need to have like warm like foods that have like moisture in them Wow. so now that I like I do that like seeds are better than nuts fun fact amazing um just like what you're like it's so interesting and then pitta is like super determined passionate fire that's why my mind is like that That um that's so cool i want to do mine i know me too yeah (laughs) and i go take your dosha quiz i bought like the idiot's guide to ayurveda and like it's it's awesome like it just teaches you everything teaser probably gonna have an ayurvedic um health coach oh my god and it's I'm going to pick her brain. So, Natasha, if you're listening, <laughs> we get are ready. ready for you. <laughs> I cannot wait for that podcast. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It's going to be so good. So, basically, tongue scraper, they say that, do you know, like, the white stuff mm-hmm. on your tongue? Mm-hmm. That's toxins. So, okay. they say that scraping off the toxins in the morning is, is, like, really important. And, like, with proper digestion and proper, like, you know, health, fitness, mental, whatever, like, you won't build up those toxins there. So mm-hmm. over time, okay. it's good to, like, scrape off the toxins. So I need to buy one. You yeah. use a tongue scraper in the morning before you drink any water and before you brush your teeth because then you you're, want it. Yeah. Then you're ingesting the toxins, yeah. right? right. Yeah. So you wake up, first thing you do is tongue scrape. So, like, six times, you know, whatever. Um, then I brush my teeth and I don't wash my face in the morning. I just like do cold water. Mm-hmm. Oh. I only wash my face at night. Interesting. I do too. I, I really in the morning. Yeah. And just splash a little bit. Yeah. I just like wake myself up with some cold yeah. water. Yeah. And then I have an ice roller, which I don't use every morning, but I do like it. What uh, is, that? is that for? It's like a J your... roller, okay. but it's cold. I and so like you rub roller. all your face and it just helps with like inflammation, like especially like, like under my eyes and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to help with dark circles too. Mm-hmm. So I use that. Um, and then I get dressed. I always eat breakfast cause I wake up starving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so RX bars are what I really like right now. What's your favorite flavor? Blueberry. Oh, I've only tried peanut butter cause I'm just in love with anything peanut butter, but yeah, blueberries. Love, that'll be next amazing. on my list. The, sea, the chocolate, sea, is it chocolate sea salt? Yeah, mm. dark chocolate season. Ooh, that so sounds good, good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then oatmeal is really good for my dosha. So mm. oatmeal is a good morning thing as well. Um, and then I usually always have tea in the morning. Mm. So like green tea or matcha or mm-hmm. whatever it is that I like. I don't do coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a really hard time metabolizing it. I just feel super jittery and shaky and mm-hmm. I don't feel good on coffee. Yeah. And so that's just like something I know about my body and I just don't do it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So matcha has a little bit of caffeine in it. So it kind of like gives me that 
jump and mm-hmm. then I go to work. Um, I try to like set my intentions and my goals like in the car on my way to work. Um, and then I normally listen to a podcast mm-hmm. um, on the way to work. What, what are, are your favorite? Yeah, what are your favorite <laughs> podcasts? So my favorite murder <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is what I'm listening to, to now. Are you going to go to the live show? In October? I think it's already sold out. It is. I got mm. a ticket. You did? Yes. So That's pumped. amazing. So you have to tell me all about it. <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, yeah, so super into the Golden State Killer right now. Mm. Listen to I all of them. So happy. Can I, I tell know. You I've never listened to this and it would be so up my alley. Oh, you would uh, you ha- love you have it. To. I... They're they're hilarious. Like they're so funny, yeah. they make it like they don't make murder scary. No. It's yeah. like hysterical. I'm like yeah. laughing the whole time. You need to start from the beginning. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, it really is. It's awesome. So I like that. Um, there's this thing called Vu's Church, V-O-U-S, and it's mm. like a sermon. I listen to that every oh. Monday from their like Sunday one because mm. um, I don't go to church around here, but I really, you know, interested in faith and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I listen to that. Um, and then there's like the Gold Digger podcast, which mm-hmm. is good. Let's see what else is on my podcast feed. I'm all about podcasts. I love podcasts. I know, right? Food Psych is actually really good if anyone's oh, interested okay. in, like, more learning more about disordered eating. It's oh. a registered dietitian that, like, um, talks all about, like, um, intuitive eating and, like, really, like, mindfully, like, eating this. Do I actually like it? Like, yeah. each oh, bite, like, so taking cool. it and, like, interviews a bunch of people. So Food Psych's really good. Um, Girl Boss Radio is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Skinny good. Confidential, so good. So good. Um, so, yeah, those are really my, my things. I love hearing what people are listening to because there are so many podcasts out there. Are, there are a lot. So yeah. many. And yeah. hopefully you add our podcast to your list. Yeah. <laughs> DNC. <laughs> DNC. So exciting. Um, okay, so I really want to know, do you take your lunch to work or do you eat out? I always take my lunch to okay. work. What do you usually take? Like, What's your favorite thing? Ooh. Or do you mix it up a lot? So I really love veggies mm-hmm. and I really like salmon. Oh. Um, I don't necessarily do red meat. I just mm-hmm. don't like it. It's just like not something yeah. that I really like. Every yeah. like once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so like chicken and salmon are really like the protein that I would bring. Um, maybe with like cucumbers or um, you know, like a veggie stir fry. My mm-hmm. vata, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. like dosha says that all my vegetables should be warm rather than cold oh, okay. since I am very airy mm-hmm. so and that's going well Perfect. so yeah. just yeah. I everything is warm so like I make like stir fries um and then I always bring like I like seeds like bars like mm-hmm. that that elemental superfood oh have you tried it oh, isn't it what amazing is it's so good so at um so Liv did an event on Saturday at Sweat Fix mm-hmm. for Nita the National Eating Disorder Association it was really fun um and she did like this really cute giveaway and um it's like a trail mix but it's like gluten-free dairy-free soy-free it's like, like a seed mix yeah Ooh. and it's like chocolate but it's it's, it's so chocolate good. and peanut it's butter like a dessert it's so good it's so good yeah <laughs> it sounds amazing so it's called like elemental superfood i mm-hmm. learned about it at um well summit and so like i always have that with like berries i love blackberries raspberries all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff um so yeah that's normally what i eat for lunch that sounds good yeah awesome. i need to mix up my lunches i know lunch is so, so tough for me i feel like i always just like scramble a bunch of veggies maybe with mm-hmm. like an egg or two throw mm-hmm. some rice in tahini 
And that's mm-hmm. like it. And that's all I ever eat. Right. So I definitely need to. Because like by, by Wednesday and Thursday, I'm like, I don't want to eat this. I know. Again. And I don't necessarily <laughs> meal prep. I know how important that is. And I don't necessarily do it okay. because there's so many other things to do in life that I'm yeah. just like right. sitting down and cooking for the whole week just isn't something that like at this point in my life I'm right. doing. Right. And so really it is like the night before. What mm-hmm. am I going to make? Yeah. Right. So when I make dinner, I try to make like something else at the same time mm-hmm. to so make for extra. lunch. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense. So easy. Um. Should we do one more question and then rapid fire? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I'm curious Mm -hmm. if there's like a typical day in your life at work or if it just always changes if depending on what your patients need from you. Yeah. So it, my days are pretty similar, like based on like I go to work and there's this meditation studio in Harvard Square that's free. It's a community service project. Oh, that's awesome. It's called Inner Space, and they have one at, like, 1230 to 1 and I think, like, 630 to 7 or, like, an evening one. I never heard about this. And yeah. you sit in this room, and, like, a person talks to you and guides you through meditation. It's so cool. That's so cool. So I try I to go, I like, not heard of this. right? <laughs> they just, like, don't publicize it. It's yeah. so cool, though. Yeah, that is um, cool. So I try to go to there, like, once a week during the week. Yeah. Um, we have, like, what's called rounds where, like, we talk about all the cases and, like, meet with everybody to kind of, like, discuss, like, look over lab work, look over medications, like, mm-hmm. what are we going to order this week, talk to the psychiatrists. Um, so it's a lot of, like, that stuff, mm-hmm. um, especially, like, twice a week we do that, like, Monday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the week it's really, like, whatever patients need. I meet all the new admissions when they first come in and kind of do like a full assessment. But then there are like certain people that, you know, whether they're self-harming and I need to like do checks on that mm-hmm. or people that are just really struggling to go like meet with and just check in, yeah. um, checking in on patients like side effects of their medications. How's it working for you? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like a lot of patient education. So like if, you know, someone's, you know, excessively exercising and they don't know that they are or they just don't understand or it's not their perception or learning about body dysmorphia like I don't understand why I look in the mirror and I look like this and I'm like well actually like I don't see that and so Mm -hmm. here's Mm -hmm. here's what I see and Mm -hmm. so here is let's talk about that yeah um so a lot of that um so at maximum there's like 37 patients so it's really just like whatever comes up that day or whoever Mm -hmm. needs help that day yeah um so every day looks totally different at work but all like very similar things if that makes sense yeah Yeah. so cool that is wow that's awesome okay so let's get into some rapid fire questions oh no (laughs) this is the true test (laughs) it's been easy up till now (laughs) okay um okay so what is your favorite comeback trend right now? Comeback trend. Headbands. Love a headband. Ooh, same. So I good. like want to love them. I just can never position them right. And then I feel we gotta, like. We got to learn. <laughs> we got to practice. Yeah. We got to yeah. teach me your ways. Become a headband gang. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think is an article of clothing that everyone should have in their closet? A good pair of jeans. Ooh. So true. So true. Yet so hard to find. Ugh, there are so hard shopping. to find. <laughs> it's the worst. I hate them so. But much. once you get a good yes. pair, it's like holy grail. Yes. it is. Yes. And you can never like it's the same thing. Like on Instagram, I'll see a blogger post about like a great pair of jeans, and then I'll try them. I'm like these are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and see, for that reason, I never 
post about jeans. Like, if people ask where my jeans are from, like, obviously I'll link them or whatever. But, like, I'm never like, hey, hey, guys, buy this pair of jeans because I know that's impossible. Like, for someone else to be like, yeah, that looks great on you. It's going to look great on me, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. So hard. Um, Okay. What's your favorite brand of athletic wear? Mm. I currently love Athleta. Me too. They're tie-dye leggings. I just, so I'd never gotten leggings from there before. So good. They they fit really well. Like their their wear, like um, throughout time, like they still fit the same. um, It's good to know. And I also just love their whole like message, like the power Mm -hmm. of she and like everything that they're doing, Mm -hmm. like with women and they host like free yoga classes and bar classes like yeah, all so of cool. their studios it's mm-hmm. so cool um i also they have some really good like business casual wear too like they have really? like this like athletic jacket but it looks like a blazer so it's like super comfortable i've had Ooh. my eye on it forever and i really you gotta just, get like it. bite the bullet i didn't know it. that yeah and then they have Who like knew? um kind of like jogger pants but they're like they look like work yeah, pants. Yeah, like you could pull them off. And like in the winter especially, they had like really nice like cozy sweaters to mm-hmm. work. So My pocketbook is from Athleta. It's like a gym bag and I like use it as my bag. And yeah. it's like has like water bottle holders in it and like a space mm-hmm. for like your laptop. And so like versatile. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knew? Shout out to Athleta. Yeah. <laughs> sponsor us as I well. I know. Please sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what is your favorite online boutique? Oh, um, this is a tough one. I do like, there's this boot co- boutique called Jack and Monroe Boutique, and I've collaborated with them a bunch. I think they're Ooh. so great. It's a mom, and she, like, runs it in her house. It's, like, upstairs. It's, oh like, gorgeous. It's from Texas. I love oh, their stuff. So they have, like, cool. a fun so graphic cool. tease. Yeah. That's sweet. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so we have some listener questions as well. Okay. Um, we'll just do a couple. Um... Because I think we actually covered a lot of it. Um, but Angelina asked, um, what are your thoughts on programs like Weight Watchers or similar weight loss programs? Hmm. I actually was listening to Food Psych the other day and they were talking about Weight Watchers and um, just all about that. I, I think, again, it's one of those things where if you're not going to do it forever and for the rest of your life, it's not necessarily something that you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely, I'm a nurse. I see benefit in, you know, taking care of your body physically, mentally, spiritually, like that's so important. Um, and so if you need to work on your physical health, I think there's a safe way to do it. But I also think, you know, eating shouldn't be so hard. I don't Mm -hmm. know why every, like, it's so hard. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you know what to feed yourself? And how do you know what's going to work for your body? And how do you like... How do you know that what this other person eat isn't what you should eat? And I think down to the core, like, we all know fruits and veggies are very important and should be most of our meal. I think we all know protein is important for energy. Mm-hmm. We all know that, you know, like, we all have this basic understanding, but then there's these, like, weird health trends where, like, the keto diet and let's be paleo and, you know, actually whole milk is bad and you only want almond milk or coconut milk and and this actually like just don't listen to that like whatever intuitively like you think like just go with that Mm -hmm. like it's it's so hard to say that but like eating shouldn't be as hard as it is because there's so many mixed messages yeah and like if you don't know what it is then don't eat it i don't know you know (laughs) like and that's really what it comes down to like 
people are like, that's so weird. What's much? I don't want it. I'm like, then don't have it. I think it's great, but that's just for me. And so like, if you don't really like tea, you're not going to like matcha. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I learned too, that was helpful at the well summit is like, look at the ingredient label on your food and like, you want to eat things with like less than 30 ingredients. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if it has, like, 10 ingredients, that's good because it's, like, more of its natural state. Mm -hmm. But if it has, like, 50 ingredients, like, some – I don't know what it would be, but, like, just there's, like, 30 things, then that's very altered, right? Yeah, like, like, cheese Yeah. (laughs) They're so good. They're so good. (laughs) Yeah, and it's not that you can't have that, but, like, if you're – Just be aware. Rather than doing Weight Watchers, like, maybe look at that and just look at, like, the ingredients of everything because, like, what's in lettuce? lettuce yeah so like that's that's good right yeah. like what's in fish fish like what's yeah. in chicken chicken like there's just like one ingredient to that so like look at like all of your like snacks like an rx bar there's like less than 10 ingredients mm-hmm. that's cool right yeah. like i can read that i know what that is yeah so like just find those things that work rather than like going to a program to like follow all these rules totally. yeah so true and kind of going off of that i'm curious about this one do you have any health trends that you just absolutely can't stand juice cleanses oh you did one didn't you (laughs) yeah I did my um the last podcast that I was on stories yeah um we were just talking about health trends and like how crazy it is like that detox tea like overnight every Instagram model had it in their hands and like posted about it (laughs) yeah right and like just how fast like all these trends come about and like most of them just like like that detox tea their only marketing strategy is instagram Mm -hmm. and it's working for them because everyone's buying it and both of us like all of us know about it and like everyone like i bought flat tummy tea i was drinking it forever and like it's it's just tea that is in like a pink package yeah like (laughs) like, i can buy the same thing at the grocery store which now i do (laughs) right and so like it's just like there's so many trends and i think juice cleanses are one that also like are, we were just so interested, like, does this actually work? And so we did a three-day juice cleanse. It was literally the worst three days of my life. It was terrible. Like, How did you get through work? It was really hard yeah. um, because the sugar in the juices are so high that, like, your blood sugar is, like, really high. And you're like, oh, my God, I have so much energy. And then they're like, oh, my God, I literally need to nap right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And then you're just, like, starving. And it's so hard. I, I'm, like, writing a post about, like, my experience with it and like what I like wrote down like 8 a.m 12 a.m 3 p.m like kind of how I was feeling at the like mm-hmm. each of those like hallmark times um and like journal that down um but I just think it's also one of those things where like you're not gonna do juice cleanse forever like I really mm-hmm. don't think that like my GI system got like that much of a break that I saw right. all these like crazy benefits I didn't mm-hmm. see any right. weight loss I didn't see anything that like they're targeting and promoting Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, right. and so I also just think like it's dangerous like you see these health trends and like here I was like yeah let's try it yeah and like I restricted for three days and only ate juice like only drank juice I didn't Mm -hmm. eat any food that's crazy yeah that's not healthy at all I really don't know if I could do it I think I would crack it was terrible I'd be like 
pass me the cheese it's seriously yeah Yeah. i think like day three at like eight o'clock i was in bed like watching tv and i was like it's okay don't think about it don't think about anything (laughs) it's fine i was like crying thinking about my avocado toast in the morning i was like i'm so excited for it it was just like (laughs) yeah well and that's the thing too is that you restrict and then it's like okay now i can have ice cream now I can have right? like all yeah. the things that I love because I didn't have it for three days <laughs> yeah yeah and like deprivation of any kind is just like never going to be healthy yeah. and so like if there's any trend that's telling you to like deprive yourself of something like that's never gonna work right like I just don't see benefit in that because like even people talk about like the whole 30 and then as soon as they have a piece of pizza after they're like sick to their stomach yeah. they're throwing up like my um college roommate did that like she did that and then we went out one night and we got pizza and she was so sick like couldn't even do you think there's truth like your stomach just isn't can't digest it anymore or is it just because it's not used to it it's just it's a shock oh my gosh yeah because your body gets used to working without like carbohydrates right so it gets used to like okay we don't have this anymore Mm -hmm. and so then you eat it again it's really hard Mm -hmm. like that happens with you know patients with that have like anorexia or bulimia or if they haven't been eating something for so long they come in treatment Mm -hmm. and we have to really like work their way up Mm -hmm. so like just a little bit like each time so that your body like slowly reintroduces it because it's like dangerous to just like okay 60 days without carbs let's do it yeah that's crazy yeah it's crazy what how quickly the body will react to things and Mm -hmm. you know change um, okay, so one more listener question. Um, I think this is really a good one for a lot of people. Um, and it's, what's your number one piece of advice for people who emotionally eat? Mm. I would say that I would want to know what you're doing when you're emotionally eating. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we emotionally eat while we're on the computer mm-hmm. and while we're so we're not paying mm-hmm. attention to what we're eating mm-hmm. and I do that too I have lunch at my desk sometimes and it's the worst habit mm-hmm. and then my body doesn't even really register that I'm full mm-hmm. because I'm doing something else mm-hmm. and so like when you're eating you're in rest and digest so like your body you need to be sitting down you need to be like mindfully like just doing that Mm -hmm. you know because if you're standing up your body's like wait am I standing up or am I eating Mm -hmm. am I doing like physical activity or am I like resting and digesting like what should I be doing oh you're working you're using your brain Uh, uh, I don't know what to do Mm -hmm. and so I really think like if you're emotionally eating like a way to turn that back is like one you got to focus on your emotions start an emotional journal and track like what's happening in your life like what are these emotions communicating to you how can you kind of work Mm -hmm. with that but then also when you are emotionally eating like close your laptop Mm -hmm. and then take five minutes and that's Mm -hmm. okay to take five minutes and emotionally eat I'm not saying that that's not like take your five minutes and eat your ice cream but do it like mindfully Mm -hmm. you know don't sit with your computer and write your email because then you're going to your seven page paper later and you're still there Mm -hmm. you're still Mm -hmm. emotionally eating because you're not registering anything Mm -hmm. and it's hard to mindfully eat I struggle with it too I Mm -hmm. mean and I teach this to people but it's hard I mean you you want to eat your breakfast in the car you want to eat your you know lunch at your desk but it's you got to like really take the time to like enjoy what you're doing enjoy that you're eating Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, totally. I think another way of emotional eating too is that I think in our culture, it's like the go-to is like something happens, like let's have a big party and have like tons of food, Mm -hmm. like birthday parties. Let's have lots of cake and ice cream, you know, when there's, I mean, even a sad thing, like a funeral, there's always like, you know, like a big dinner, like a, Mm -hmm. you know, like when you're gathered together, it's eating. And when you see friends that you haven't seen in a long time, like you go to dinner or you go. It's such a part of the social scene. Right, right. And like how I guess how do you be mindfully how can you be mindfully eating when you're in that situation where there's like a ton of other stuff that's going on question. yeah that's a great question I mean you really it's it, that's hard because you know when you're at a party and you have a plate and you're you're going around eating and talking to people like you know try to take a second and sit down, like sit down while you're talking to people and eat it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, slowly eat it so that it's not a behavior. Mm-hmm. You're not cutting it up into small pieces and going very slow. You're still eating your plate, but it's like you also have to focus on the food and not so much focus on like the atmosphere. I think when we're in social situations, we get so excited. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you get so excited to see your friend again and like you're at the coffee shop and, you know, or you're at like some you're at Thanksgiving, you haven't seen your grandma there in forever. And yeah. mm-hmm. you get so excited about the, these things. And that's awesome. But also like, kind of like feel that gratitude, and like feel in that moment, like, oh, this actually like tastes really good. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. when you're worrying about everyone else and talking to other people, like you don't even register like, right. whether or not it tastes good. Like, was that yeah. good? I don't know. Right? <laughs> like, I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's, I do that all the time. It's so yeah. hard at parties. Mm-hmm. But you know, you just have to kind of find what works for you and if you are struggling with disordered eating it might be that you need to like step into the other room and do Mm -hmm. it like on your own and like come back and join the party and also like not as a behavior but it's okay to like not eat at the party if you don't want to Mm -hmm. yeah that's also like totally totally. fine Mm -hmm. and like you know if you don't want to drink grab a cup of water that's fine too like whatever it is that is good for your body right do you think we have time for one more uh yeah we can do one more okay so I had last one for me. So you obviously have such an amazing career, but then you're also balancing this with your blog and your Instagram and your mm-hmm. social media influencer. How do you manage all of it? I think if you love it, it's something that you can do. Yeah. It's definitely hard. I mean, like right now I think about this week, there are so many things that are going on or events or things that you're like, I have to attend, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I have like two posts that I like I'm really excited about and like mm-hmm. I just haven't sat down to like write them and like mm-hmm. to post them yet or like I have all the ideas in my head or there's just like sentences that I haven't edited yet and it is hard. I mean, I think for me, I really try to make like a editorial calendar like on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So like I have like in my notes section like, you know, this post that I took, this picture that I took like last week, like here's the caption for it, right? Mm-hmm. And like when the time's right, that will come through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, so today, like I had something planned for Instagram, but last night I was talking to like on my Snapchat, yeah. like stories, mm-hmm. just yeah. like I was really struggling with like comparing myself to other people about like mm-hmm. success. What does that even mean? Like, what is this like life circumstance where we have like here's our timeline Mm -hmm. and like you should be moved in with like your boyfriend you guys should have Mm -hmm. children get married like here's where's like your timeline where are you on that and like I don't know like (laughs) do I have to follow this timeline what even is that timeline Mm -hmm. kind of like that so I shared all my thoughts on that I woke up this morning my Instagram was like crazy dms it was awesome like so many other people were like that's so cool struggling with that or sharing their story 
So if that happens, like change what I had posted and I posted something different today. Yeah. And so I really think like maximizing your time is important. So like I try not to be on my phone as much. Like when I go home, like I want to like watch TV and like read my book, like with my phone like this, like Mm -hmm. upside down or use airplane mode. Um, I turned off all the notifications for like every app. So Mm -hmm. like I don't get notified Mm -hmm. when people like my Instagram photo or when people comment on it or when people and that's helped so much. So like when I go to Instagram, I'm like intentionally there to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I go to my blog, I'm intentionally there. I'm not like getting distracted by all these likes or comments. And so when I'm ready, I'll I'll do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think you just I have to like time manage and find like how to be like very intentional with the spaces that I do Mm. but it is I mean I like so much to do both of these things Mm -hmm. and I think I'm very blessed to have like a nine to five thirty where I can like go home and like work Mm -hmm. on things after work Mm -hmm. which is nice Mm -hmm. yeah that is nice so we've talked a lot about your blog so Mm -hmm. let's plug it a little bit let's tell everybody (laughs) where to find you yeah so stylebylive.com and on Instagram Facebook Twitter at stylebylive perfect check her out her yeah. outfits are just they're so good thank you so much for being on the podcast yeah we thanks love for having me we love you. this this was amazing yes our was, listeners are gonna love this i mean so much info. i'm gonna listen to this like Same. three or four times Same. <laughs> make notes yeah it's so good in your handwriting in my own <laughs> <laughs> i sound so like awful i um, like, also need to see your hand right now <laughs> this is a lot of pressure i, <laughs> I shouldn't talk it up so much yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so you can find Megan and I at detoxandchillpodcast.com and detoxandchillpodcast on Instagram. And then you can find me at bestfriendbeck and bestfriendbeck.com and Megan at musingsbymegan with an H in Megan. Um, that's dot com and on Instagram. Yes. Hit us up.